Hello, hello, and welcome back to Mega Jordanary. My name is Megan. And my name is Jordan. And this is our podcast. On today's episode, we will be discussing the disappearances of Fiona Pender and Fiona Sinnott. Both women went missing in Ireland in the 1990s. And this is our final episode in the Ireland's Vanishing Triangle series. So if this is your first time tuning in, we suggest that you go back and listen to the previous episodes on this. So before we begin, we want to give our usual disclaimer. Viewer discretion is advised for this episode, as we will be discussing some extremely sensitive topics that may be triggering to some. These topics include violence and murder, so please listen at your own discretion. All of the information that we are discussing in this episode is readily available online. This content is for informational purposes only. Fiona Pender was a 25-year-old woman who was living in Tullamore, County Offaly at the time of her disappearance. Fiona had been working as a hairdresser and a part-time model who was seven months pregnant with her first child when she vanished. Fiona was last seen by her then-boyfriend, John Thompson, asleep in the apartment they shared together on Church Street in Tullamore Town. Fiona and John had met some years earlier and bonded over their love of motorcycles. Fiona was described as a beautiful, bubbly, friendly woman who had lots of friends, whereas John was described as quiet and introverted. Unfortunately, Fiona's love for motorcycles ended when tragically her brother Mark was killed in June 1995 after being knocked off his motorcycle in a traffic accident. This had a devastating impact on Fiona and she vowed never to sit on a motorcycle again. John advised that he had last seen Fiona before he left for work on the morning of Friday the 23rd of August 1996 at around 6am and that Fiona had been complaining of heartburn. Fiona and John had just moved back to Ireland from the UK where they had been living since 1995. The day before her disappearance, Fiona had spent the day shopping for baby clothes with her mother, Josephine Pender, and had returned to her apartment at around 7pm that evening. Fiona and her mother had shared a taxi and Josephine witnessed Fiona walking into her apartment after arranging to see each other the following day. The next day came around, however, and Josephine called to the apartment and noticed that all the blinds were still down. So she just assumed that Fiona was asleep and resting as she was heavily pregnant and Josephine decided that she would call around again the next day. Fiona's father actually called around later on and noticed the same scene, blinds down and lights off and again he took no notice as he just assumed that she was still resting. It was Saturday the 24th of August that the alarm was raised. Fiona's parents, having still not heard anything from their daughter, went to the apartment again and knocked on the door. When there was no answer, Fiona's mother called John Thompson to ask if he knew where Fiona was. John responded by saying he had thought that Fiona was with her parents, further stating that he had stayed at his family's farm the Friday night where he had been working. It was 10pm that night when John Thompson went to Tullamore Garda Station to report Fiona as a missing person. Witnesses later came forward to the Gardaí about two separate incidences that they encountered. The first witness told the guards that around 2am on the 23rd of August, they'd been walking home from a local pub on Church Street when they had noticed two men placing a large bulky item wrapped in carpet into the back of a 4x4 car. The Gardaí investigated this lead and however it proved fruitless as they were never able to identify these two men, nor has anyone ever come forward to offer any sort of explanation for an event like this. The second witness told the Gardaí that again on that Friday morning, whilst they were driving on a country road in the Slave Bloom Mountains, roughly 20 miles away from Tullamore, a 4x4 car with one person driving came driving towards them erratically at a very fast speed. 
Now, the witness said they didn't get a look at the driver, but they did remember the car had a large sticker on the windscreen that said, keep her lit. Again, no one has ever come forward to offer an explanation for this, which is interesting how two separate witnesses, miles apart on the same day, both seen a 4x4 car and noticed strange behaviours. Neighbours of Fiona and John also told the guards that they could often hear Fiona and John arguing through the thin apartment walls. It was the 24th of April the following year that John Thompson, along with his sisters and father, were arrested in relation to Fiona's disappearance. The family were questioned for 12 hours straight before being released from police custody without charge. This was because there was no evidence linking them to Fiona's disappearance. To this day, Fiona has never been found. Fiona's family are adamant that Fiona would never have left of her own accord, especially being seven and a half months pregnant with her first child. She just wouldn't do it. In December 2014, there was a two-week search done on the edge of a remote forest in the Sleeve Bloom Mountains in Leash, based off of new information received. Now, this is very interesting. This lead came, allegedly, from a woman in Canada, who claimed that she had been sexually assaulted by the number one suspect in Fiona's disappearance. This woman also told the guards that this man had admitted to killing Fiona and burying her and her unborn baby back in 1996. Now, coincidentally or not, again, this is all speculation. This information is all out there, readily available for the masses online. But reports claim that John Thompson had relocated to Canada in 2012 with his new wife and children. Just something to note. In 2008, Hillwalker stumbled across a cross with Fiona's name on it in a woodland area in the mountains. Now, the cross said Fiona Pender, buried here August 22nd, 1996. Very strange, very peculiar. Searches were carried out and sniffer dogs were brought in, but there was no trace of Fiona ever found, and the Gardaí believed that this was just some sort of sick hoax. Disturbing. And unfortunately now, in 2023, Fiona's family are still searching for answers and justice for Fiona. Fiona Sinnott was a 19-year-old mother to her 11-month-old daughter, Emma, from Broadway County, Wexford. She had actually been living in the rural village of Ballyhe, County Wexford at the time of her disappearance. Fiona had been on a night out with her friends at Butler's Pub in Broadway on the night of Sunday the 8th of February 1998. Fiona left the pub with an ex-boyfriend, also the father of her baby girl at around 12 midnight. Fiona's friends that were with her that night said she was in good spirits and happy but had been complaining of a pain in one of her arms and had told them that she might have to go to the doctor the next day, on the Monday morning. Fiona's ex-boyfriend had told the guards that Fiona and himself walked back to Fiona's home, where he had said he stayed the night on the sofa, whilst Fiona stayed in her own room upstairs. The ex-boyfriend also told the guards that Fiona had been complaining of a pain in her arm, and that Fiona had decided on the Monday morning to go to the doctor, and was going to hitch a lift along the road. He then said he gave Fiona £5 and that his mother came to pick him up at approximately around 9.30am and they returned to his parents' home where baby Emma had been staying the night previous. 
Fiona never arrived at the local doctor's surgery and there was never any sightings of Fiona trying to hitch a lift along the roads either. A local neighbour said that in the days after Fiona's disappearance, there were loads of black bags scattered outside Fiona's house. The Gardaí then searched Fiona's home, also forensically examining it but discovered no evidence of foul play. They did know, however, that the house was unusually clean. Fiona's landlord told the investigators that when they would visit the home for checkups, etc., there would be baby toys and bits and pieces everywhere, so this raised concern. A farmer came forward and told investigators that he had opened some of the bin bags on Fiona's property and noticed letters addressed to Fiona. The farmer didn't know at the time Fiona was missing, so he thought it was a case of illegal dumping and burnt the bags. No trace of Fiona Sinna has ever been found since. In 2005, a man was arrested on suspicion of the murder of Fiona Sinna and at the same time, five more people, three women and two men were also arrested. However, no one has ever been charged in relation to Fiona's disappearance. A fresh appeal was done this year on the 25th anniversary of Fiona's disappearance. The family are appealing for anyone at all in the local area that didn't come forward to please do so. It's interesting because both Fiona Pender and Fiona Sinnott's disappearances are considered to be a part of Ireland's vanishing triangle, unlike the previous women that we have discussed on the previous episodes. Police and also public opinion is very much of the fact that Fiona Sinnott and Fiona Pender may have come to some sort of harm by somebody that they knew and were very close to. If anyone listening out there has any information on any of the women that we have discussed throughout these couple of episodes, please do report it to the local guards because it's never too late to come forward with information that may give these cases some closure and these women some justice not only for them but also for their families that's it for us today we'll be back next week with a brand new episode so until then stay safe guys